Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) That was terrible. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have one of my great friends for a long time. She's actually the reason that I like Indian food. So uh, she introduced me to Indian food, but we'll get to that later. Her name is BB. Everybody knows her as BB or Biebs. Um, But uh, before we get to BB, let's check in with the guys and see what's happening. Uh, Eric, what's going on? Same as usual. Crazy busy. I mean, it's just I'm running around all over town. Yeah. And so, yeah, but good, but good busy. What's going on up there with Brad? Oh, well, Hey, I don't know if you guys saw this, but, um, I had a lightning strike outside my house last yes. Sunday. Yeah. And it scared wow. the bejesus out of us. It struck <laughs> the tree in our front yard about 15 feet from our house. And wow. I mean, you talk about a flash of just pure light, the loudest sound I have ever heard in my life. I, and, and I'm like, holy shit, I think that hit the house. Oh my God. Well, and I went running around the house trying to see if the house was on fire and it wasn't luckily. And so I'm like, ah, eh, it's all right. When did it hit? Was it late? How close to the house it was. What, did, uh, when did it hit? Like late at night in the middle of the night? You guys know it was, it was, uh, no, it was in the morning. Uh, we were having breakfast. I was sitting there <laughs> playing games wow. on my computer. Tanya <laughs> was in the kitchen. We were both right there. And, uh, it, of course there was a storm, you know, we could hear thunder and lightning going around, but then all of a sudden, all of a sudden lightning just struck the tree. In our yeah. I saw yard. the picture. It's like it's a lightning strike on the side of your tree. I can't believe you didn't lose all of your electricity or, or something like that. Cause it's like, it looked like five feet from your house. Oh, well, it was about 15 feet from the house. Uh, but the only thing that I lost was the HDMI ports on one of our TVs. And that is it. Ah. That would be insane. Well, hey, everybody. So let's uh, move on to our special guest today. Her name is BB, and I'll let her introduce herself. But it was a BB Jahuludi Burroughs, right? Yes, that's it. Did you I get it right? Good. You got it right. You, you didn't forget. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> you didn't forget. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, so before we get to BB, I, I got I to gotta mention here that BB told me that she is in her motorhome and she's doing her um, her podcast today from her motorhome. Those of you that are going to see the YouTube video and, and not the podcast, you'll be able to see this beautiful thing here in a little bit. But I don't think Brad or Eric knew that you're in a motorhome. You guys have been motorhoming it for almost three years no. or something, right? So yeah, so it's almost been three years since we um we we bought the motorhome and we moved into it the day we bought it and we ended up with a Tiffin Phaeton forty foot motor motor coach. I keep I calling it an RV and I get yelled at all the time. There's nothing RV about this. Now, you guys are probably gonna have to help me because I don't know how to flip this thing. But the pillows are on the couch because my husband's already gone to bed. But um yeah, this thing is pretty uh pretty nice. Wow. This is this is. The I mean, motor. those look like like, like regular That's kitchen cabinets. House. Yes. So I've got a lot lot of storage space i've got um four tvs in this 40 foot space i've got one outside and three inside um we've got two tvs in our house i've got a fireplace a fireplace Um, i've got a fireplace i've got washer dryer we've two bathrooms there's a half here in the front and then two full in 
a full in the back. Yeah, there's nothing camping about this. And probably around the middle of July, you'll get a phone call from me to say, hey, where are we meeting for Indian food? <laughs> I will take you to Indian food, yes. Hey, if by you take the- I-40 back, you'll, uh-huh. you'll pass through by Scott and, uh-huh. and not too far from Brad, and you will pass right by me because I'm on I'm in Nashville, which is right on I-40. Yes. And supposedly there's a really good, in- I haven't tried it yet. There's supposed to be a really good Indian food restaurant here too. Um, I'm that, 25 miles from I-40. So yeah. I'm going to visit all of you guys because, you um, because that's how it works. Uh, you know what? I've known you for what, almost 27, 28, 29 years, somewhere like that. Yep. Uh, and and obviously we met on the cruise ship and, and that cruise life and everything, but I have no idea what you did before cruise ships. So give us a backstory and tell us what you did before and how you got on the cruise ships. As you guys know, I'm Guyanese. So in 1979, I came from South America to Waterbury, Connecticut. Uh, lived there quite a few years and then my father decided it was too cold. So we moved to Florida and just lived there. Just quick story because it's a long one. Once in Florida, I finished high school in Miramar, Florida and started college and I hated it. So I came home one day after the first semester and I said to my father, I'm not going to waste your money. I don't want to go to school anymore. I'm done. And he was like, well, if you don't go to college, you can't live for free. You guys that don't know, I was raised typical Indian. You weren't allowed to date. You weren't allowed to go out with people. You stayed in the house. I don't even know how to ride a bike. After I quit my job, I was working in a bathing suit factory. I was the floor girl, floor manager, and I was giving people work. And I ended up in Tahiti for a week. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm going to have to. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. You, yeah. You worked in a bathing suit factory? Yes, it was called St. John Marie's was the name of the bathing suit factory. We designed and made bathing suit from scratch. My father said I had to pay for my way because I didn't want to go to school anymore. This wasn't like an underground factory or anything? No, 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 no. This was a a legitimate, like, you know, all all American employees, (laughs) believe it or not. That's what I did for a year. Off for three weeks and my girlfriends were like, oh, we haven't seen you. Come on, let's hang out. So we're walking through the mall one day and this is how I got to work on cruise ships walking through the mall there was these flyers everywhere that said how would you like to train to work on a cruise ship we dare you go ahead and fill it out you know your father will never let you leave the house and so of course Uh the rebel that I was I said well I'm gonna fill it out and send it out so I filled it out I threw it in the mail two weeks later the phone rang and it was George Forsythe. He used to be an ex-cruise director from Royal Caribbean the school was owned and ran by three cruise directors. It was George Forsythe. I remember his last name, but I don't remember the others. Um, it was Ted and Beverly were the other two. And Beverly so, Citron. Yes. Beverly Citron. Yes. There you go. See, you Cruise Career Training Institute. Yes. That one. Oh, you went to that too? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did. You have your certificate? And it had to be mailed to me and I do have it, but I don't have it with me. It's in my storage because obviously in an RV, there's not a lot of storage space. You said RV. But, um, yes, I did. There you go. See? My, my motor, my motor, motor coach. coach. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I went to the school and they started training. Two weeks in, they got a phone call. They needed somebody. I was the peppiest in the class and I was the No surprise there. No surprise there. So I got hired to my first cruise ship was the Majestic with Big Red Boat. Yeah, the Premier oh. Cruise Line. Yeah, okay. Premier Cruise Lines. Yeah. So I didn't even graduate and I went to work. <laughs> and what year <laughs> and was that, more or less? That was nineteen eighty. Um, that was nineteen eighty nine. 
I literally got the phone call and a week later I wrote a check for $1,700 and I went there and started a class. It was that expensive? Yes, it was that expensive. Wow. Oh yeah, back then I had the money because I was working at that bathing suit factory and since my father, he said I had to earn my way and then he got really mad at me because I got the job on the cruise ship. I was going to say, so how'd that go over with dad? He forbid me to go. I packed my bags. It was the first time I was 20 years old, and it was the first time that I ever left home by myself to go anywhere. I'd never traveled internationally by myself ever. And with a pissed off dad. Exactly. So oh, my father was very upset. No, you're not leaving this house. If you do, you'll never come back, this, that, and the other. And six oh. months later, when I started telling him all my stories, he was the proudest father ever. In an Indian, traditional Indian family, the Sons can do whatever they want. The daughters, on the other hand, when I was younger, anyways, that was however long ago. I'm not going to reveal that. that. (laughs) And that is, but that is very typical of, I don't want to necessarily say immigrant families, but of a lot of families, because in the Cuban Mm -hmm. culture was the same way. The boys could do anything. You didn't have to lift a finger in the house. We didn't have to do anything. The girls, they couldn't go to the corner without having a chaperone. I went to senior prom with my uncle. No. Yeah, I was not allowed to go with my then boyfriend, but my uncle came with me. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But my boyfriend was there at the senior prom, but I was not allowed to leave the house in my car, my my uncle's car. And yeah, I went to senior prom with my uncle. So did my sister. My sister went with one of my uncles too, because we were definitely not allowed to date. (laughs) Yeah, my parents never even knew I dated or anything, even though I worked on cruise ship, I never brought boyfriends home and I never talked about boyfriends. And yeah, until Bruce, Bruce is the first guy I brought home. <laughs> so I'm assuming Bruce is a white guy. Oh, Bruce is so much a white guy. He's just a white guy <laughs> so who went to how, bed. He said, I'm going to let did you that go. So my sister paved the way on that one because my sister is also married to a French Canadian. Well, hey, yep. so BB, let's go back to the ship. So tell us, um, what did you get hired on as and what was it like coming onto the ship for the first time? Um, coming, uh, so I was hired as a, um, as a crew staff with Premier. I, um, I, I wasn't crew staff material. So they decided when I got on the ship that day that I was going to go, they needed youth, they needed more youth staff. So I started as a youth staff with Premier and that was kind of my career. I loved working with the kids. So that's what I did. Right. Yeah. And so did you work with Mary Giuliani or Rhoda Coffin or Tracy Hughes on Premier? Tracy Hughes and Coffee. Yes, we did. I oh, don't. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like um, uh, Jeffrey Arpin was there and on uh, Jeff on Premier. Yeah. Jeffrey oh. Arpin. That's where I worked with him. Okay. <laughs> it's a small world we worked in. And Jeff Martin, <laughs> it's, a, it's a small cruise and world. Jeff Martin. Yes. Jeff Martin as well. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, it is a very, very small world that we are yeah, all yeah. live in. So like, how long were you on that how long were you on that boat and how many contracts did you do on that one? I did two contracts with Premier. Um my first one was six months and then I came home and then my second one was like almost a year because they kept losing people. So they just kept extending me and extending me and I was so tired. And then I just finally quit. That was the only way I could get off the ship was because they wanted to extend <laughs> me again. So I literally quit that job. By the time I got from uh, Port Canaveral to Miramar, George Forsythe was on my phone calling to tell me that he already got me another job and I would be starting on Monday um, with Sea oh. Escape. I didn't even have a weekend. Not Sea Escape. And Sea Escape oh. for five months. 
Oh, and um, you did it? Yes, I did five months. I did on um, Sea Escape, and then I came. What you do on there? Youth, youth staff or see on Sea Escape? You did everything. You were sound and light tech. You were uh, entertainment. You were um, crew staff. You were um, youth staff. Uh-huh. You were everybody. But those were one day cruises, one right? Day. Weren't they yes. just oh, the cruise, yeah. cruise to nowhere? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was like one day and one it would be like they would um, like do like uh they would leave early in the morning, guess would get on at five between five and six, seven o'clock they'd set sail, they'd stop in Freeport once once in a while, they'd drop off, Ugh. guess, and then oh my god, it was back and forth. So you were up at four every morning, you'd went go to sleep at two in the um at night, and then it was just that was the hardest thing oh. for me. So I quit that job too. And you did that for <laughs> five yes. months. That's oh. five months. Oh my that's, god. Yep, that's five, rough. Yep, five months Ooh. of that, and then um, yeah, and then we, I get um, spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should feel very yes. spoiled. <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds that sounds rough. Very and rough. I, I stayed home for a couple of weeks and then George called and said, um, I've been in contact with Admiral Cruise Lines, um, which we used to be the sister of Royal Caribbean, and they want you to come out and do a youth staff, um, a youth staff contract. It was Christmas. And so you get on in November and you do the whole season. And so that's when I met my good friend, Lisa Merkel. And then, uh, yeah, and that's, uh, I did, I did, um, the Emerald Seas was my first ship with Admiral, shut that one down when they sold it, and then moved over to the Azure. And while I was on the Azure, shutting that ship down, Nancy Corbin called me and said, you're going to Paris in three weeks. I'm like, oh, yay. So she goes, you got three weeks to pack up the ship. I'm like, well, I'm almost done packing up the ship. Can I get a couple of weeks off? She had made a mistake. So when she called me, she thought I was leaving in three weeks, but I got home on a Sunday because that ship was a seven day ship. I got home on a Sunday. She called me on Monday and said, oh, my God, BB, I made a mistake. Um, you're leaving on Wednesday. I have you booked on a chartered flight on Wednesday. So I'm like, Monday, I don't even have time to turn around here. I got home. I I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Eric, you might know because you were on the purser's desk. Um, yeah. When I worked on cruise ships, I wasn't American citizen. I had a green card. I traveled all over the world with a green card. Yeah, but you could, you know, it yeah. wasn't an and issue. And I could. It wasn't an yeah. issue. And the only the only thing that sucked was every time I had to check off, I, I check uh, get off a ship, I had to get up at six o'clock in the morning to go um, after I'd gone to bed at five o'clock um, to go in um, and and do immigration. But other than right. that, it was great. It, I traveled all over the world with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on my green card, I needed a visa to go to Zanazir, France. So now she goes, I said, but I need a visa because I'm not an American citizen. And she says, yeah, yeah, I've already taken care of all this. It's Monday morning. So by one o'clock and I didn't have a car and I didn't drive because I worked on a cruise ship. So I didn't need a license and I didn't need a car. So my poor sister now who had had given birth to uh, another child while I was out at sea um, two months before is now driving me around like a chauffeur. So she took me to the French embassy. I got my, Nancy had made the appointment. I got there. They paid extra for me to get my, my visa that day. And then I came home by the time I got home, my mom had already done all my laundry. Um, I packed up on a Tuesday. I checked into the Marriott, you know, the fabulous Marriott that they put us up in Miami. Mm-hmm. And then I got to go to the office and pick up all my paperwork and everything. And then I got on a charter flight with all Jamaicans, all men, yeah. <laughs> no women, except for Julie Luxton, who is Julie Yeager, now Luxton. Oh, yeah. yeah. Her and I were the only two female on the whole plane. Like, how did this happen? <laughs> oh wow! Wow, did Man. um, I didn't realize it was a French embassy in Miami. 
Yes, there was. There was. I don't know if it's what? still there it was now. A consulate. Yeah. yeah. No, I. I just never. I didn't yeah. remember that. There yeah. is still one, I believe, because I. I have people who still need that stuff, so uh, I send them wow. there. So, Holy but there's cow. they're everywhere now. The, you know, because everything is a visa or a travel now. So. Yeah. yeah Man, yeah. you have had like five lives before I even met you on the Majesty. Yes. I can't believe. So, so yes. that. And that charter, that was to go to the Majesty, that charter yes, flight? Yes, and that's okay. kind of my story, so I don't want to go any further. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, hey, maybe let's, we, let's, this is a perfect segue. There we go. Let's jump into uh, um, telling your story. So uh, stage is yours, BB. Hi, everybody. My name is BB Jahalady Burroughs, and this is my cruise ship story. So picking up, um, yes, so I ended up on a chartered flight uh, to head to Saint-Nazir, France, to join the Majesty of the Seas, which was my very first Royal Caribbean ship. What an exciting thing to do. Um, I'd never flew, uh, flown international by myself um, without a family member or a girlfriend or, you know, a friend. And so this was kind of my, um, my, my way. And so, yep, so I get on this charter flight after two days at home tired as tired can be because now I'm running around trying to get everything done and I meet up with Julie and she was like my lifesaver on the um on the plane because I knew nobody else I didn't even know her but she was the only lady can't miss her (laughs) with the big red hair with the big red hair if you guys uh, if you guys have never worked with Julie she was a dancer but she was crew staff and hostess um on the majesty so we um get to San Azir and um oh my god it was like a nightmare if you did not speak French nobody spoke to you and so we get to the airport we can't find the bus driver he's running late um we finally get on the bus they start to how to San Azir. It's a couple of hours ride. We're all tired. Did you guys almost, were, you, were you guys on the bus on the autobahn doing like ninety miles an hour? That uh-huh. scared the shit out of me. Out of me. I'm on a Greyhound <laughs> bus going ninety at least ninety miles an hour. Yeah, that that bus yeah. was a longer trip than a couple hours because I took yes, the it train. Was, and, it was yeah. it was a longer than a couple of hours, yeah. and so we got picked up. It was morning, but by the time we got to San Azir it was starting to be like dinner time. And so, so they started dropping people off at all the hotels while sitting in the back of the bus. I am only four foot 11. They can't see me in the bus. They're like, everybody's gone. It's all right. Well, here's my thing now. This is a true story. So I, um, I go to, I, I, I see everybody getting dropped off, but they don't call my name. They called my name when I got on the bus, but the conductor just calls everybody's name. They don't call my name. And like, it's now two o'clock in the morning. Uh, Paris time. Oh my gosh. And I'm on this bus and the last person gets off and I go, am I not going to that hotel too? And the guy goes, baby, you're supposed to get off hours ago. I said, you never called my name. <laughs> so now what? So now I'm on this bus with two French guy. The driver speaks no English and the conductor, he's, his English is, and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm never get. I'm going to be dead now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they dropped me off at a hotel that they were close to, which happened to be where all the officers and staff were staying. They had a room. So I ended up there. Now I'm trying to my parents. I left home. It's now a couple of days. My parents have no clue what what's happened to me. I can't figure out how to use the pay phone. No one would help you. I'm like, oh, the God. good thing that movie Take It didn't come out before that. Exactly. <laughs> so I literally I literally um, went to my room and I'm like, well, I see a shower, but where's the bathroom? And they were, that was one of the nicest hotels in in San Azir. 
And so now there's no bathroom in there. So now I'm like, I call down to the desk and the woman's like, you must go to the, you must go down the hallway. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like, okay. So I go down the hallway. There's men in there. It was like a unisex thing. I'm like, great. Here's this little Indian girl who's very shy and timid and yet yeah, timid. No, guys, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> but so, yeah, so I, I went there and now I'm like, okay, so they give me no instructions because now it's th- three o'clock in the morning. They said, okay, we'll see you. They don't tell me where to meet, whatever. The best part of the whole thing was I got up that next morning. I opened the window and there was so much French pastry coming at me. I was like, yeah, this is good. I'm going to go eat chocolate. But I went downstairs. They had a breakfast. I was sitting in there eating and Delvin, uh, Delvin came in. He was, I believe he was the bar manager. Yes. Delvin, he came in there and I'm like, I know you. I know you, you, because he had on a, uh, a Royal Caribbean uniform. I'm like, oh my God, you got to help me. I don't know what I'm doing. They dropped me off this hotel. There's no other crew staff here. I don't know what to do. And he's like, don't worry. He had a car. So I never had to ride that bus again the whole time I stayed in that hotel. <laughs> wow. So, wow. yeah. So uh, we didn't, we stayed in the hotel for like a couple of nights. I think, I think it was like three or four nights. And then uh, the ship was ready for us to come on. And so we actually um, got on the ship and the day we were getting on, they were doing tests. They were testing engines and stuff like that. And the captain, the captain was on the, um, I I got on, I walked on together with Lisa Merkel because she was going to be my roommate. So she waited to find me because I was supposed to be her roommate when we at the hotel that she was staying at. So she ended up with her own room and I ended up with my own room. But, um, so we were walking on, I got on and all of a sudden there was a jolt and it was the ship. The captain's that when the line snapped. Yes. The line snapped. The captain's on the shore and there was just a bosun in the, on the bridge. <laughs> and Lisa is standing at the gangway on one side and I'm standing on the other side and we're going, Oh, this is not good. <laughs> so yes, that's when the line snapped. You should is, remember that Scott. <laughs> is that, is that yeah. this, is that the same time that uh, I think that we were, we had just stepped off the gangway and I think um, Bucky was it Bucky. Somebody was literally on that gangway when the ship separated and that gangway. Yeah, Lisa Merkel was one of the people. Okay. And, um, and I think it was Bucky because we were all coming on together. And so like, literally people were just like, Oh my God, what's happening here? You know? And so the captain had to literally talk to the bosun guy to, to bring the ship back. <laughs> wow. yeah, I, yeah, that was, that was, that was an adventure. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And so then we got on and set up the um the kids room we we were basically the ship we had to put the kids room together everything was there it was andrew uh, no i'm sorry i don't even remember everybody's name now but was it um, diane on board diane, diane myers yes, now. yes diane oh, yeah. was on board yeah. yeah um penny lesavoy was on board That's right, penny. myself lisa i want to say i don't remember the guy's names um i am was I'm, it Al- alvin came later I think, Alvin came later. Alvin and I Charlie. worked on, yeah, Charlie and Alvin were later. I think I'd have to look at my pictures. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. I don't remember your name. But yeah, so um, we literally for, um, as you guys know, that that trip was supposed to take, I think, 10 days when we left Southampton. I think it was, just seven days. I think it was, it was a seven day crossing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it took it 
it took a little longer because we hit weather. But um, re- do you remember that? Because well, we, we, we left Southampton. It was a seven-day crossing, but I think for two days in the middle, you know, that's when yeah. we had the 50-foot waves and stuff. Waves. Yeah, so it was seven-day crossing. And so um, we left Southampton after I spent, like, a fabulous two days with my uncle in London. Um, so I did leave the ship for two days when we were in um, in Southampton and went to spend two nights with my uncle in in London, which he took me everywhere. So I saw everything in two nights um, and then back to the ship and we left Southampton. It was supposed to be a seven day crossing. And I am telling you what uh, that was, as you know, Scott, um, that was like the craziest crossing I'd ever, ever, ever. Not that it was my first crossing. So it was scary enough that we're going to be in the ocean and there's going to be nothing else but ocean we hit those uh those waves and that ship was the biggest at that time and the water was coming over the top at some point we're like ah i I believe we got into new york scott uh, refresh my memory but i believe we got into new york around four o'clock in the morning well i I don't think it was no i think it was around like between 12 and one or something. Yeah. We didn't get off the ship till late. I know late. we finally got off the ship maybe around two in the morning or something. Yes. Yes. I, I think yeah. so. Yeah. We didn't get in until like, like you said, and then I, I my memory is terrible guys, but yeah, so we did what, but I don't think there was one staff left on the ship after they said we <laughs> like could get everybody off. was like, it was like yeah. everybody and people were like literally kissing the ground in New York. And that is just dirty. Now were, were you, uh, were you on the, on the group or one of the groups that went for the pizza at uh, um, mm. famous Rays or Rays or whatever. I don't think I was on the pizza run because I, I I'm, I don't, I'm very lactose intolerant, so I don't do cheese, but I, oh, yeah. I did, I do remember going out and getting really good food somewhere. Obviously we stayed in New York for a week, almost a week, I think it was. And uh, that was, that was amazing because when, if you didn't have to work travel agent lines, uh, you had the whole day off, so you can go walk around Manhattan, and you can go. The best, my favorite, was going to all the um, shows at night. Yeah, that, that was like an amazing. Uh, we didn't have to worry about anything because once the parties started, we could do whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want. We didn't even have to come back to the ship if we really didn't want to. So, no. but um, I mean, as yeah. as pursers, we had to work the front desk because yes. even when the the the, you know, anybody was coming on board. We had guests coming on board for the day or, you know, for some of those shows, there was like a big function that went on. Yes. I don't, was that the, was it? Well, there was um, a Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Wasn't Seinfeld. it Seinfeld? There was a Seinfeld. Right? And we had the Olympics because Flojo uh-huh. was on. Yep. And so, yeah, we worked the desks. Uh, so yes. we had, we, we had to work quite a bit, but we had time off at night. Uh, so we could still we could yeah. still go out. Yeah. I remember going out with some of the pursers to do. I think you and I might have gone to a show together, Eric. I, I went to see. Uh, okay, we saw a couple shows. I yes. saw Cats. Okay, so that um, might be the one we we all went to because I saw Cats. cats. Yeah, and, and then, then I went um, to see. I missed. We were supposed to meet up and see a show, and I don't remember what the show was, but I got there late because I was working. Saigon, and I, I think. Miss Saigon. We went to see Miss Saigon. Yeah, yep. maybe it was that one, but that's when I got. I bought tickets to Guys and Dolls instead for like twenty oh, okay. bucks. Yeah, yeah there like you go. Super cheap. So <laughs> yeah. it worked out, and then I met up with everybody after the uh, after the show ended. Yeah, the after parties are usually the best, anyway. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta tell you real quick. Uh, you mentioned Guys and Dolls. Okay, so this is kind of funny. The movie that I can't tell you about, or or the um, the uh, choreographer uh, that I I can't name until after the movie and stuff. 
was in Guys and Dolls at the same mm. time that we were there that we went to go see. And, mm. you know, um, the cast, you know, we would do the same thing. We would walk in over to Broadway and we went to see Cats and Phantom and Les Mis and Damn Yankees and Guys and Dolls and, you know, all the shows and stuff. And um, so I was I met with him on the movie that I was on and I'm like, hey, for some reason, did you this is going to this is you got to think back to the 90s and told him the whole story. He's like, yeah, I remember we used to hang out and and we <laughs> went around with people from the ship back in the early 90s. I can't remember, but, um, you know, it it docked over by the uh, the Intrepid. I'm like, that was us. We hung out. That was us. <laughs> uh, Scott and I were in the same cab going to the pizza place. And we had no idea. With Penny. Like we, yeah, with, with Penny. Penny. I just remember <laughs> Penny, but I didn't remember that Scott was there. And Scott didn't remember that I was there. But the more we talked and we talked to Penny, we're like, wait a second. That means we were in the same cab. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we shared the same cab, dang it. Yeah, that's um, wild. Yeah. You know, coming across the um, the Atlantic, we decided that the new guys needed to be um, hazed. Oh, my God. As we're going to say it. Um, the crew staff did haze their new um, staff, uh, their their um, stagehand, which would be Todd, Scott, Christian, and Greg. <laughs> and they had to do fog watch, and they literally believed they had to do fog watch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, doing the crossing, they did get the, the hazing of fog watch. Okay, so explain sports. to some people what fog watch is. I mean, I think we talked about it a little bit in the past, but you can yeah. explain a little so, more. Fog watch is when the new guys come on, you tell them they have to hold the lantern on the front of the ship with their raincoat and their <laughs> flashlights and stand out there and make sure that the ship is not going to run into any fog, which if it did, it had so many different radars, it would have picked it up, but they bought it. So <laughs> how long did they stay out there? Because they um, stayed out there for a while, didn't yes, they? Yes, they did. They did stay out for a while. We, The captain allowed us to come on the bridge and watch them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we did watch them for a while before we decided, okay, enough is enough. And they needed right. to uh, come in because it was starting to be that rough weather coming on. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, was, it was like 30 minutes that we were out there. And then... Miami happened. It was all the travel agents after travel agents. And if you'd ever told me that I was going to be a travel agent one day and be as annoying as those travel agents were, I'm not that annoying because I've been (laughs) through it, but um, I would tell you, you're crazy. I would never be a travel agent. Yeah. As, as, yeah, I am a travel agent. So um, did the uh, majesty for, uh, for the complete a six month uh, contract with them, got off the ship there and, that was my majesty story. It was In between like nine- shows, like the U staff was like the most bomb to get to know to go up in between shows for pizza night. You had the little uh-huh. pizza, little pizza night. Yes. And then, yes. so that thing spread like wildfire. And then like the crew staff would come in and then the couple of the pursers would come in and we like would order. People. We would order extra pizza every night because we knew you <laughs> knew you all were coming up to get the pizza. Yeah, and um, yeah. so yeah, we would order extra pizza every night. Or yeah, chicken there's nuggets. only there's only 15 kids. Why are you ordering 75, 75 pizzas? pizzas. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or three or three large trays? Because uh, they're teenagers and they eat a lot. 
right. <laughs> but yeah so, so we, you, you mentioned uh, that you worked for a while after so that was majesty was 92 so how long yes. did you stay working for royal uh my last royal caribbean ship was the enchantment of the seas in 2001 Sorry. so working that many years <laughs> then you have to have some like unruly kid story or unruly parent story that that like so... what was the worst case that you could remember or one of the worst cases doesn't have to be. I don't the worst. know if I'm now, but it was a you're not, you're uh, the godmother, the godmother of one of our ship's child was uh, very, uh, very um, unruly, and the boy child um, used to go up on top when he came on ships. Uh, I mean, she traveled on different ships. And Who so Estefan. <laughs> you know what's really funny? I heard it. I almost said it. I was like, really? Yes. Her boy used to go on the top because, you know, on some of the ships, we were in where that glass top was. Right, so he right. would go up there when we would do the tweens because he was a tween at that time. And he would drop his pants and shake his booty. Yes. And then um, that was kind of my most unruly. I had some kids that were like, my parents are paying for this cruise, so they're paying for you. So you'll do whatever we tell you. And then I'd be um, like, "No, I'm the adult." <laughs> but yeah, we we had we had parents like that. No pizza and for you. No pizza for you, young man. Go to the corner. We lost a kid once. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say, did you lo- ever lose a kid? <laughs> yes, I lost. A, I did. I lost a kid once. Um, it was very busy, and parents were coming in to um, pick up children and this child didn't see the mother and um decided that while i was checking someone out she walked out she didn't get far she got down the hall before i was like where is and i don't remember her name now i'm like oh no so i called um i called (laughs) i don't remember who i called i called one of the youth staff and i said i need you up here right now i lost a kid let's go let's go let's go (laughs) so uh whoever rescued me thank you because i don't remember now but uh, how old was the kid seven or eight not not too young, but not too old, not old enough to be on their own. So, but he, she didn't get very far. She was just down the hallway, just wandering for where her mommy could be. But thank God, whoever rescued me were, was coming down that hallway, and they grabbed the kid, brought him back, and like not, but five minutes later, the mother came. Oh, that would have been. I rough did. If I that did. Had I actually earlier. did confess that she walked out, and yeah. but we got her back right away. And the mother's oh, like, wow. she's no, the mother was very good because she, um, she was like, she's known for that. She is deaf. So that's something she does all the time, even with her. So she was kind of cool with it. That's a um, little brat. Yeah. Famous, famous. And kids she's now from, a crew staff on board. Her, <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, probably. <laughs> um, famous people. Susan Lucci came on all the time. Now her kids were the best behaved children I had ever met. Oh wow! Um, awesome. Yeah, she when she came on the cruise ships, she would tell you, "They're my children." I might have been a brat on TV, but they will not disrespect anybody. So her children were like the best to take care of. Um, Alan Thick, I took care of his kids when I worked for Premier. And wait, did that include Robin Thick? Robin? Yeah, but I bet you he doesn't remember a BB Jaholity Burrows. <laughs> <laughs> I took care of uh, his kids when they came those on board. Bird, so yeah. Those blurred lines. Those yes, blurred lines. Yeah. you can't yeah, remember go. that. Was that was that yeah. before the blurred lines? Well, he was an adult in Blurred Lines, yeah. but like when no, Robin Thicke was a kid is what you're saying, right? Yeah, like when he was young, yeah. young, young. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. He's, okay. yeah, he was young, young. So his father would bring them on when he did shows because he did perform on premiere. Alan, Alan Thicke? Alan Thicke, right? yeah. Alan, yeah, Alan, Thicke, Alan Thicke was the father, right, right. Yes. What what show, show. did he do? What was his big show? Uh, he was the... Um, Who's the, the boss? Sa- 
Was it no? Saved yeah. by the no. It was the one no. with Kurt Cameron? What was that? Yeah, Kurt who's the boss? Oh, no, not who's the boss. Pains. Growing pains. Growing pains. There you go. Growing pains. There you go. Awesome. So, right. Yeah. What's your favorite port and favorite ship? My favorite ship, I will say, is the Majesty because it was Yay. my very first ship um, with Royal Caribbean. I was the original staff. Um, I um, I slept in the bed for the first time. Nobody else slept in that bed. No other <laughs> 300 people slept in it. But for it size, didn't smell was, like pee was, or puke or <laughs> exactly. The cabin was brand new. Bibi, yeah. let me ask you this: Do you remember the story uh, when you introduced me to uh, Indian food? I think it was St. Martin, wasn't it? Yes, it was St. Martin. And you guys would always wonder where I disappeared to every week in St. Martin. Yeah, because you were like, shh, like shoes. I get off the ship because I really wanted my fill for authentic Indian food. They cooked it on the ship, but they did not do this place justice. I don't even remember the name of it, but it was this little dive in the um, in one of the alleyways. If you were heading, when you get off the um, the tender, if you were heading left, if you mm-hmm. went left, it was on the right-hand side. It was this little pink building. None of the dishes matched or none of, everything was just one of this and one of that. <laughs> the and one best of that. places, and best so places. They had the best Indian food. And like every week I just dash off, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and so every week I would just, dash off and i'd be like um and scott would scott i think you said to me when where do you go and i said you want to come with me i said well, i'm going to eat indian food if you want to try it and he was like yeah i'm in let's go and you've loved indian food ever since <laughs> ever since yes yeah. and then we would go every every time it was every other week because we would do eastern western eastern western so every other week then it was scott and me and by the time we were done with that contract i believe we had a, a restaurant full of staff members that came yeah, yeah it was it was the most awesome thing like i coming from oklahoma you know it's hamburgers and hot dogs and pizza and that was pretty much it so yep. we when we got onto the ship i it was so awesome to taste international cuisine i think when i walked into this i remember walking up the steps in this pink building and when you go in you know it was very humid it wasn't you know oh yeah there was no air, air conditioning, conditioning. and oh. i just remember <laughs> all of the curry and and stuff that hit me and i was like what the freak is this this smells good <laughs> and then the green spinach what is that pollock paneer or something uh yeah we had sagwala um sagam paneer which is spinach and then you had um you also had the potato and i had the chana masala and we ordered i ordered like all the things that I thought he would like, including vendaloo. We, we had like how many that. different, different kinds of the food. Chutneys with, and yes, stuff. All, <laughs> I was like, so I mean, wanted him to enjoy it. So I ordered one of everything and I was like, okay, you get to take the rest back. And he's like, no, we're finishing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, at, like I love all food, pretty much every food I like it, but I will say Indian food is the only food category that I do have a, a, an honest problem of stop eating. I cannot oh. stop eating Indian well. food until like, if we go there, I automatically have to put on stretchy pants because <laughs> I only like to go to a buffet because I like everything. Well, yes. at least you're honest about it. There not even, go. not even kidding. I, I, yeah. I love Indian food too. And again, it, it's very easy to be vegetarian with Indian food. Yeah. Because um, everything is so good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it is so yummy. I tell you, I was always, I was a little bit on the fence with Indian food. I've, I liked it, but 
And when I went to India and had somebody take me around like, like good, like yes, good Indian just hometown, food. good Indian food in, yeah. in the middle of Mumbai that I never would have found myself in a million years. Exactly. And you don't want to go to the, um, the, the, the fancies. You right. want to go no. to where the local right. goes because that's mm-hmm. where the food Exactly. Is. And I was like floored. I mean, mm-hmm. it was so good. I, I mean, I was just like, ah. Uh, just absolutely delicious. That was love kind it, of the thing it. with this Indian. I, I I happened upon it by sheer accident. I was cutting across because everybody was at, was it uh, Rick's place? Is that what the place with everybody hung out at? Rick's place. Rick's yes. place. Okay. That a dollar, was my a dollar, place in a dollar beer, a dollar beer. And he made the best chili nachos. ever. <laughs> and nachos. nachos. <laughs> but everybody was going there and I just didn't feel like going there that day. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to adventure on my own. So I walked with everybody. They all went to Rick's place and I'm like, Hmm, that looks interesting. So I just went down that alley and it was the best thing ever. It's where all the local Indians go to eat. Is St. Martin the one that's divided in half? The French side oh, and yes. the Dutch side. French yeah. and Dutch. Well, and we, so- were, we were looking, we were shopping and looking at in some store and um, buying knickknacks and stuff. And mm-hmm. it was the store... This store on this side of the wall was French and the other side was... Yes, yes. I don't remember the name of it, but yes. And we asked for that. We went through the wall to get a card for the other store. And, you know, just one of the weird things, like, I like weird stuff like this. So I got the card from the other store, went to the other store and called the other store from this store. Yeah. It was, a, I had to pay for an international call. And I'm like, yeah. that's so wild that it's an international call to call next door. Yeah. It was crazy. Assuming uh, the yeah. French side was really nice too. I remember I just one time went to, because uh, it was pretty Beach. far. Yeah, we went to a restaurant on the French side and yeah. we had some wonderful French food over there. It was yes. really nice. It was. I, I I don't remember the name of it, but I think I went there with Andre and Todd and Lisa one time and we did enjoy um, the food there. But then sure. I also went to Orient Beach for the first time and got kicked off of Orient Beach because I couldn't stop laughing because the people who should not have been naked were yeah. naked. And so like... Yeah, the lifeguard came over and said, "You gotta leave now, lady." <laughs> You're laughing at everybody. I was. Well, it's not the people that you want to see naked are yes. the ones that get naked. That's oh, it's always the case. Yes, it, it was yeah. kind of like, oh my god, what is going on here? You got the beach whales, and sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's the first the first nude beach that we went to was that same beach, and of course, you know. Oklahoma, you know, boys were like, yeah, let's go see some naked people. And we get there and we're and like, you get okay, there like culture shock. Take your, take your, <laughs> take your clothes off. And we're like, woohoo, awesome. And you walk on there and and there are most of the people don't ever need to be naked. No. But that was like, okay. That was no, we were worried that we were gonna be like, you know, excited. And that was my first experience with like a new beach too. So it was like just the craziest thing. And then oh hey, I forgot. Oh. Last time I've worn this, other than the, well, I didn't wear it on the reunion, but last time I had this on was about, I don't know, 1992 or 93. Oh my gosh. Shut the front door. Mine is, <laughs> mine, <laughs> mine is all torn up. I couldn't even wear it anymore. I can't because believe I you guys still have those shirts. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, for you'll see it later on the YouTube video, but I'm wearing my greasers from 5060s rock and roll night. Yep. It, uh, I had to stand up and show it real quick. You can see it on the YouTube when it comes out, but I'm not showing it again because I look like a sausage. 
<laughs> Never you mind. You look fabulous. But um, okay, so you guys know that you know I'm well endowed, and and I don't care to sound this. I'm well endowed. But they used to on the um the Nordic Empress. They used to make me go and um, you'd stuff every now and then. We had to fill in to do that if I were not upon the sea. Yeah, I am well endowed. Well, she, she didn't need the she didn't need the balloons. I didn't need the balloons, but they made me wear the balloons. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember who it was, but one time it popped and the band used to hate me because I, I am not a singer and I'm not a dancer. So I would always go off key. And so like they would never know where my my the first time I did, I was just very monotone where I was like, if I were not upon the sea and I start cracking myself up because I'd be like, what the heck? <laughs> but was like, that the casino dealer? Yes, like I was the yeah. blackjack dealer. Yes. Right, a blackjack yeah. dealer blackjack me. Dealer me. <laughs> right. And it was the hit me here, hit me there, yeah, 21 yeah. or bust. Or bust. Right. <laughs> I remembered. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, those things, so. anybody who did those would never, Oh, never you'll forget. never forget it. I don't think I don't they, think they do, do that anymore. stuff anymore. It's I, I never even did it, but I would always go and watch it. Watch and it. I think I still think i remember the words yeah yeah there's a few of those oh, that yeah. i still remember too and remember obviously every single part of them yeah oh my I mean, gosh Brad so, and yes. i never did it but yeah it's something that's just burned into your brain that we'll oh my god yes. it was always You'll hilarious never. it's it was yes. always it was always every, funny every cruise i mean things were very repetitive but if i were uh not upon the sea was you never knew what was going to happen <laughs> yeah, right. you never yeah. knew because it depends on what kind of mood and how many you can take this out, Scott, or how many bear bongs we did behind the scenes before we got out on stage. Yeah, I'm not taking that out. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if while you that hate. was on, or while rock and roll was on, <laughs> anything other than the the review of shows, parties, yep. there was a lot of drinking um, going on behind drinking the stage. and bear bongs. <laughs> no idea. Well, hey, so I think uh, we probably have to. Uh, uh, close this one out, but oh, oh my gosh, this is so fun! It was so I'm. This so was a lot of fun. Here. Yeah. Listen, I was a I was a nervous wreck all day. So just just before you guys hang up, I did call Carol, and I'm like, okay, Carol, talk me down because I'm going over the edge because I don't know what to talk about. And then she started talking, and then everything that I just told you guys was everything I talked to Carol about today. Yeah. So BB, real quick, to, uh, tell uh, tell everybody about your contact information, your uh, web, so everybody can get a hold of you if they need to book a vacation. So I work um, with cruise planners. I, I'm an associate of Carolyn Leverwitz, and uh, you can find me at cruise planner uh, BB Burroughs um, on Facebook. And I have my own website and that's bbburroughs.itsacruising.com. Well, BB, it is great to see you. Thanks for coming on. I I loved it. Thanks Scott for reaching out. Yeah. Yeah. Hope hope it's a good one. Bye. (laughs) We'll see. Bye. Bye. I forgot how much I like BB. Like talking to her she's again. Always so it's bubbly just, and fun. Yeah, yeah. She's she so sweet. Great. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, it's so nice talking to her. I, yeah. I say this every week. I, I know that people think that like, we're like a broken record, but it's just so these everybody that we've had on. It's just so nice talking to these people. It's yeah. just validating everything that we've said over and over. We're a broken record, but we worked with some of the greatest people in the world. Hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail. Which which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, 
My Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member, and if you have a story that you would like to tell, or if you like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. That's myshipstorypodcast at yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!